Okay, guys, welcome to another edition of Thinky Caps. And in this edition, we're actually going to talk about COVID. How could we not talk about COVID right now in late March? But specifically, we want to talk about what brands and marketers are doing right now in reaction to this. I'm joined with, as always, our CMO, Richard Jones. Richard, how are you doing? I am doing good. Staying safe at home? Yeah, safe at home, uh, locked up uh, and isolated, uh, trying to get over this. All right, good. Well, I hope everyone's staying safe. I just wanted to say that our employees are safe. We, we do rounds throughout the day. Our teams are, do, are doing well. We hope everyone who's watching uh, is making it way through there. But let's dive in here. Um, let's get right to the meat of the potatoes. A lot of brands are doing a lot of things. Let's talk about some of the good things here. Unilever, a new client to, uh, to Cheetah Digital. What do you have on them? What do they have going on right now? Well, I mean, look, a lot of marketers are doing uh, a lot of uh, great things to, to react to um, the COVID-19 health crisis. But, you know, special props really has to go to uh, Unilever. Um, this week, uh, they made, uh, which I, I think is the biggest donation that I've, uh, that I've seen, um, the CEO, Alan Jope, uh, announced on Tuesday that he placed 100 million euros uh, in uh, uh, aid for products such as soap, sanitizer, bleach, food for charities, et cetera, with about half of that going to the COVID action platform of the World Economic Forum. Now, that itself is a massive, a massive donation, but um, he also pledged 500 million euros uh, in cash flow relief for suppliers and retail customers. Um, you know, which includes credit for small retailers in uh, to help them protect jobs and early payment, which we know is a big issue right now. Definitely. Cash flow is a huge thing. I'm sure it's on everybody's mind, big and small. Unbelievable. Um, big brand, you know, does big, good things. So, yeah, I mean, you know, look, the, the, you know, there's a lot of major brands out there that have um, uh, got a huge amounts of investment in advertising, sponsoring sports events and stuff like that, which are now obviously shut, shut down or postponed. So it totally makes sense to divert uh, that cash where possible. Uh, to actually help those that are being impacted by uh, the crisis. And so I think a really, a really smart move uh, by Unilever and one that the public uh, are going to uh, uh, warm to and react to. Uh, there's, a, there's another um, uh, industry segment, one that we serve uh, um, you know, significantly. So we, we very much feel their pain and that's the, the restaurant industry. Um, you know, with all the shutdowns that we've had, that, that, that industry is being severely uh, impacted. Um, and, I, and I, you know, there are some things that folks are doing to, to actually react to that. But, you know, according to Technomic, the overall food service industry is currently expected to see year over year declines of between 11 uh, to 27 percent. So that is a major, uh, major hit. Um, you know, we know restaurants have shut down completely, but many others have also made the switch to drive through, carry out and delivery models, which I think is um, going to pick up the longer the uh, the isolation and the lockdown continues in, in many mar markets. And the one thing that I wanted to, to highlight was how um, a whole series of, of different um, uh, 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 restaurant and food service producers, people like Panera Bed, uh, Bread, uh, Noodles and Company, um, uh, the Habit Burger Grill, Lemonade, etc., have got together to really promote um, uh, last Friday, March the twenty fourth. Uh, as being the great American takeout. And so they're doing kind of this push around takeout Tuesdays. Um, I think a lot of folks have got behind that and, you know, definitely want to encourage our viewers to, to go out there and support the restaurant industry with the, uh, the takeout and the delivery model uh, during this, this health crisis. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, we're all impacted, right? That we have to eat three times a day and um, we, a lot of us eat takeout where we can. This is huge. And I want to note, we do, have, we're following this. In fact, our content team is on top of all these verticals that we're going to talk about today and, and uh, all the topics, loyalty, messaging, privacy, all the things that marketers were worried about until this crisis hit. And there is one blog uh, titled Until We Dine Out Again that uh, Brittany wrote from our team. That's great. If anybody's looking for more ideas and examples, including uh, there's some charts in there that show the decline in bookings at restaurants. And then we have clients like Donato's Pizza, who's being very, very clear on how they're uh, using takeout and contactless delivery and things like that. And then also we're working with some clients on the loyalty side who are starting to double rewards points and things like that. They're really starting to give incentives and, and give people that comfort of mind that when this is over and when this does pass, which it will pass, um, you know, there's going to be rewards on the other side. So there's some really great brands doing some great things and we'll be covering that on our blog. You should check that, you know, at least a couple times a week. Well, let's, let's switch to uh, another industry, uh, to another one of our clients, um, uh, AB InBev. Um, not obviously quite, you know, not quite hit, hit in the same way that restaurants are. I think in many ways, there's probably going to be uh, uh, quite a lot of uh, <laughs> ordering of uh, alcohol beverages as people, uh, you know, can't go out in the evenings, can't do anything in the evening. So they may well fare well pretty, pretty well out of it. Um, but they're doing some clever marketing and I wanted to, to highlight some of those things. So, um, you know, one of the things that I think a lot of marketers are actually struggling with is, okay, in this new environment, in many ways, you've got a captive audience. People are isolated at home, they have time on their hands. We've already seen that in terms of the media consumption figures have dramatically risen. So how do you actually adjust your marketing to address this new captive audience online at home? Uh, and Bud Light uh, is one of, one of the brands doing something and they, uh, they created this, um, sponsored this virtual uh, concert um, uh, on Friday, which I thought was a pretty interesting idea. So there's been plenty of um, you know, pop stars that have done virtual concerts on their own accord um, you know, on YouTube to, uh, to help out and engage fans. And so Bud Light have really kind of got behind that. Um, and on Friday night, they sponsored its first Bud Light dive bar tour home edition uh, featuring country music star Jake Owen. And the show, which Owen performed from his house, was streamed on his, uh, live on his, on his Instagram page. You know, it carried a sparse branding. The most, no, most notable plug was a, was a pinned message saying live at the at Bud Light dive bar tour house edition come have some beers and hang out with us which i think is important you know, brands shouldn't be making this crisis all about themselves um, and by about 10 p.m uh, eastern time the show drew about 4,000 live viewers the show obviously was free uh, but owen and bud light solicited donations to the american red cross which was a, it was a great thing to do and it also uh, featured a cross promotion with alcohol delivery service drizzly which gave people five five dollars off their orders with the promo code bud light um, you know, and I think that's, that's a, it's a pretty interesting uh, campaign. So, you know, props for them. But AB InBev as a whole has also, you know, come up with a, doing a whole bunch of stuff. And I'll, I'll just highlight uh, a, a one or two things that they're doing here. So um, there's the Natty Light uh, commencement 2020, uh, where they hosted an online commencement, well, they are hosting an online commencement ceremony for all of this year's college uh, graduates whose universities have shut down. Uh, so bringing in celebrity speakers and music and hosting it via Facebook Live with a registration re registration form to have students' name read during the uh, ceremony and a meme generator to actually get some, some viral promotion of, uh, of the, the experience. Um, 
there's a foster a dog get free beer which uh, uh bush has teamed up with the local shelters you might have seen that one you know to offer families and couples taking in senior dogs for fostering during the covid uh, crisis um uh, which i think is um you know a fantastic thing to do um another one i i really love is corona the corona cleanup uh corona canada is hosting community cleanup events this summer helping schools community centers and other places of business reopen successfully after the covid crisis so we're seeing the uh you know the alcoholic beverage uh brands coming up with some some fun ways to, to drive engagement and you know I, I would say you know really if you're not engaging people in this opportunity there is a real danger to that because you know other brands are or other brands are getting in there and figuring out ways to drive engagement even if they're in industries that are severely impacted to engage this captive locked audience uh, online in fun engaging interactive ways and you know we, we've been lucky to be involved in a lot of that with with the cheetah experiences team yeah you know coming from a former client perspective now in-house i know what the experiences can do and, and it, it doesn't amaze me that these things are happening. It amazes me that people are moving forward, but it doesn't amaze me that these things are getting into market quickly because with over 400 experiences my belt, I know in less than 24 hours, you can spin things up. So I know the PGA Tours is spinning up things. I mean, these are all clients of ours. Uh, there's some, some gaming uh, brands that are out there actually helping people interact at home. Um, sports teams, I mean, think about that world. No more games, no more stadiums full with people. They're actually engaging these people online. And, and the experiences platform that Cheetah has, you can spin these things up incredibly quickly. You can give somebody to, something to do, a fun, engaging experience that's, you know, distracting them from the day-to-day -day quarantine. Um, so I applaud all these companies for doing it. It's not difficult. Uh, it actually happens pretty quickly. So, Well, I mean, you mentioned sports teams. Um, you know, whilst the ticket... Uh, sale revenue has obviously been uh, shut off in, a, in a, a lot of markets where the football leagues have actually closed or the um, you know, basketball leagues, whatever, are, are shut down. You know, just take something like um, uh, uh, soccer. Um, in the, the, you know, we work with a whole variety of different premiership teams um, in the UK and, and different top leagues in, in, in France and Spain and various other uh, places. And th those, you know, top tier teams, um, We've shown that doing interactive experiences, quizzes, sweepstakes, instant wins, you know, fun interactive things, you know, challenges, scavenger hunts, all sorts of things that they can do with their fans, you know, spot the ball contests, you know, vote for your famous favorite goal of the season, all these types of things. Uh, actually add fans into the marketing database, you know, because there's a lot of people consuming free content out there, maybe, you know, paying through their service provider to watch games or the rest of it. But the, 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 the football company or the, the sports team doesn't actually know who that, that individual is until they get them into the database. Um, obviously, buying tickets is one way, but most of these sports teams have very large global audiences. And really, the, the, the ability to merchandise that audience is to, to discover this unknown group of fans and turn them into known fans into the database in order to be able to merchandise them, you know, sell them uh, new shirts or the rest of it. And we know that on average, every net new name into the database that we get for these sports teams, they monetize them on average about $100 per net new name per year. So it's the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, that's... <laughs> A lot of these teams, that's, that's a, you know, that's a shirt and a mug and a scarf. You know, you've got your $100 a year. So um, if I were as a sports team now, knowing that my ticket sales have gone off, I would be aggressively creating experiences to build my database for two reasons. Engage my fans, 
right? Keep them fans, you know, whilst the, 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 the content isn't being produced because the games are shut off uh, and also get that names in the database so that you can start to really, you know, drive material revenue. And to give it some scale, we add millions of net new names into the databases of these sports teams, um, sometimes millions a year in some cases. So we're talking 100 million plus revenue for, for, for you know, discovering who your fans are on a global basis. Yeah, look, I'm going to go beyond. I'm, gonna, uh, I'm just going to say it spans all verticals. So great for sports. Hotels right now should be, you know, using influencers. I mean, a lot of these beach locations, uh, media publishers. If you have any social influencing, uh, you shouldn't really stop that down. You should ramp it up. Use their audiences. Get their audiences into some fun, engaging, even if it's just, you know, short-term uh, distracting experience where you're collecting that data to your point. Because that data, look, we have reams of, of content that our, our viewers can go back and look at, right? Why do you want first-party and zero-party data? Why do you need to build your database? Cookies crumbling. Wall gardens are more powerful. You want to be able to bring your data to those platforms. Take this time as an opportunity to think outside the box, get out of your typical marketing plans and think, how can I execute now? What can I do within two weeks that gets my fans, the, the, the followers or my influencers, my other marketing dollars, make it work for me to collect that database. So, um, yeah, no, and I, 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 in all I, we, we talk about building out uh, the database and, and then, uh, you know, understanding people, uh, motivations and desires and being able to personalize messaging and marketing to them. But, you know, in this COVID-19 health crisis, I'm going to give you an, another example of uh, a customer which is um, really using uh, the, uh, the ability to deliver these uh, experiences um, in, 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 as a force for good. So, um, you know, very, very quickly, you know, in the last couple of days, we've been uh, working with uh, Shell Retail uh, on uh, something that's going to be uh, launched um, uh, uh, very, very shortly, which is one of the problems that we have with COVID-19 is we've got a situation where people are rightly somewhat scared and they've been panic buying food, um, which uh, is, is, is a real problem because it's a real problem for key workers, health workers, et cetera, who are in unimaginable uh, pressure, very long days. And, you know, they're coming home and there's nothing left in the supermarkets to grab a, a meal. And so Shell Retail uh, are, are working with a set of brands to actually create um, a set of uh, uh, an experience basically that allows health workers uh, to uh, collect meal packs from the Shell retail uh, forecourts. And so they're staffing up to do that. They're using uh, cheater experiences for people to, to register and, and, and order the kind of click and collect of their meal pack. That's, that's an example which is a super necessary with what's going on to keep our, 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 our key workers being able to get access to food when they're under severe uh, pressure. Um, and I think that type of marketing, we need to see more of from, from brands. It's a really, really great initiative. And I hope they can, they're able to scale it. Hey, look, I'm going to tell you from experience, you're working with, with global brands, um, Shell, big company doing really big things with a net positive result. And I think that project was greenlit and in production in less than a day and a half, like 36 hour turnaround. So, you know, if you're sitting there and you're thinking like, oh yeah, like it would take forever for us to get this together, give us a call. Like it, it, it absolutely, this stuff can happen overnight in some instances. So again, kudos to Shell for doing something really good. And, and we're excited to be a part of that registration pl platform that's uh, that powering all that. Yeah, hundred percent. Now, now I'll, I'll switch gears and give you another example of uh, another company, which is, uh, not necessarily, this isn't really, you know, it, 
doing doing stuff you know for for for, for, for charity or to support um uh, uh people in their time of need during covid but nonetheless is is a smart way to react uh to uh essentially um a um you know very serious situation and a hit to um uh, uh revenues so um uh, there is a, a direct to consumer brand that has stores uh burrow um which sells uh furniture like sofas and, and tables etc uh, and they, like others, have had to contend with closing shops during the uh, um, this health scare. Uh, uh, you know, Borough opened its New York store in September 2018 uh, and re relocated to a larger location in February, only to, to have to be able to close it this week. So, you know, like other D2C brands, they're perhaps in a bit of a better place to make the switch to uh, online uh, uh, over some of the other folks. Um, but they're basically taking their... Um, their store specialists and actually allowing you to book uh, appoint, appointments with them online uh, for 15 to 30 uh, minute sessions um, in, in order to answer, you know, any design or product questions. And we're going to have, you know, that's, that's a very quick, smart thing to do, moving not just your ability to order online, but also building your, you know, moving your people to people services online so that world can go on through this, uh, through this healthcare crisis. Really, really smart. Again, DDC, oh, <laughs> DDC is always ahead of the game. So I love it. I hope some some other larger brands are taking notice of the things that you can do when you try and be nimble, flexible, and agile. Now there are some 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 marketing um, gotchas that that folks are, are, are really kind of having to you know curveballs that they're having to swerve because of the rapid onset of the COVID nineteen uh, crisis. And we've got a good example here um, for uh, uh, Cadbury's um, uh, massive global. Uh, I, love, I love Cadbury eggs. They, yeah, me too. I love I love Cadbury's chocolate. I've been brought up on it. My brother used to to, to work there. He used to actually uh, run all the equipment in the factories uh, globally for for Cadbury's. So um, I actually did a work experience in Cadbury's for two weeks. It was the first ever work experience that I ever did. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, great great company. But they they were you know like others in, in a situation where they'd created some advertising that you know was airing and then suddenly was not the right thing to be airing through no fault of their own. Um, but they had this, this uh, UK Easter campaign, which uh, featured an older man, you know, planning an egg hunt for his children, um, uh, which in the light of social distancing, because the ad featured the kids coming around his house and, and basically searching uh, for um, uh, 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 the eggs with him, you know, a little girl and a teenager, just, with social distancing, it just wasn't appropriate. So they had to, 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 to pull that, which was unfortunate. But they're not the only one, that, the only company that um, is having to, uh, uh, you know, change tactics. Um, another one here, McDonald's, which I think is really interesting, uh, um, <laughs> got it, it managed to draw some, some flack from uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, of all people, because um, McDonald's uh, basically created a, a new version of their kind of logo, the Golden Arches, uh, and actually separated the arches to sort of promote uh, social distancing. And, you know, bonus Anders here comes up with a tweet, at McDonald's, give your workers paid sick leave, uh, <laughs> you know, instead of changing your logo. So, you know, there are some dangers with, with uh, doing something which is really about you and not, doesn't necessarily have that charitable component attached to it. Yeah. No, it, it's, look, it's always a slippery slope, whatever the opportunity or the issue at hand, you know, um, sometimes you get away with it and sometimes you get, you get hammered on it. But um, yeah, 
Yeah, it's tough. Now I got, I got safety. I mean, we last week we had Scott Cunningham. If you want to talk about brand safety and have an expert opinion, you might want to look up Scott Cunningham, who's navigated these kinds of issues for brands uh, when going to market. But uh, yeah, they're going to be out there. And now we talked. We talked about uh, you know a, a couple of different industries here. I want to um, uh, just flip over to talk about um, uh, an example from the media industry, which is one of our customers, uh, Crown Media. Uh, They're doing a, a number of different things uh, to respond uh, to that. And, and you know, I like I like what some of the things they're doing. I think they're kind of interesting, kind of fun. So. Um, one is they're doing ebook giveaways, right? A free download of their beloved Hallmark stories to keep people entertained at home. You know, that's a great simple way for them to actually build some loyalty with their consumers. And uh, on AdAge, uh, front page of AdAge today, there's a big story around Cantor Research, which really looks at how consumers really do expect brands to be helpful during this crisis. So I think that's, that's you know, go to AdAge, check out the story. I think it's pretty interesting. Um, uh, but uh, this is one way that uh, a media company is able to, to do that. Um, they created a, a reveal uh, uh, calendar countdown for series that were finished filming prior to COVID uh, and are set for upcoming uh, releases. Obviously, a lot of people are going to be binge watching TV. Uh, so that's a good way to interject some, some fun and some interactivity into uh, the uh, upcoming uh, um, uh, series. And they're associating that with exclusive you know, video content and uh, desktop and mobile wallpapers and podcasts to talk about the shows. Um, they're doing a, a hash, uh, hashtag lights for life uh, social wall campaign. Um, you know, with the global movement, you may, some of you may have seen this in the news, there's a global movement about putting holiday uh, lights back up on houses to sort of spread joy during this, this period. And Hallmark is encouraging their audience uh, to join in and, and share their photos in, in the UGC gallery. I guess it probably depends on your, your view of Christmas lights on houses, but I think it's fun. It's, a, it's an engaging <laughs> campaign. Uh, and then the last thing that, uh, that I saw they were doing is they were hosting uh, a, um, a watch parties right, for their content with uh, a UGC contest uh, for uh, specifically studies for when the calls are uh, series and they were giving away a Skype session with the stars of the show as well so trying to drive that interactivity the user generated content uh, to connect people online you know with things that they're able to do uh, whilst this uh, this lockdown uh, continues so yeah some good some good little tidbits of what folks uh, around the, the world are doing as marketers react to COVID-19. Yeah I gotta, I gotta add one more to media because I really really like this one and this one was pre-COVID but it actually is really hitting its stride um, pun intended uh, right now because people are at home consuming more content. The PGA, the PGA Tour created an experience that was basically some iconic moments that happened in, in the Players' Championship in the past. And they have this interactive experience that fans could go to and look at. There's several different um, famous, famous uh, scenes that have happened in Players' Championships in the past. Like a turtle was involved, a seagull got involved, and some other things. But not only that, they have a quiz. So they quiz you about how many, you know, who's won more than three, you know, Players' Championships. Uh, how many were hosted, how many courses. So it's this cool fan engagement suite. And like I said, it was, it was built before this crisis, but right now interaction is through the roof. They actually have something in market that's interactive because there are no real you know, new live content. If you think about the NHL and, and all these games and the NFL and, and everything that might be affected, um, think about how you can pivot your media company, even if you're just a, a media publisher with you know, copy or daily magazine online, how can you actually create an engagement sweepstakes, give away a bunch of things. Um, and I'll give kudos to the PGA. Uh, I had some visuals to show you there. So another good example of a media company um, having the right time marketing that just happened to 
get them through this crisis and uh, great engagement there. Yeah, the, the, the last thing that, that we wanted to uh, finish up with on Thinking Caps uh, this week was um, deliverability, right? And deli getting messages out to, to people as part of this COVID uh, crisis. Um, it's staggering how, you know, and I, you know, I, I can understand it, right? There's huge pressure on a lot of people having to react very quickly, but it's staggering some of the mistakes that people are making uh, as they're responding to the crisis and sending stuff out to their, their customers. So um, I just wanted to, to, to touch on that a little bit. So, you know, as many as our viewers will, will, will know, you know, um, email is a push technology, uh, right? But sending an email message, especially if it's sent en masse, doesn't really guarantee that it reaches all the recipients efficiently and quickly, right? This is the notion of, of deliverability. Um, and so I just want to touch on the five biggest errors that you should avoid in the coming days. Number one, sending every message to everyone in your database, right? So you know, sending to all your subscribers, regardless of their engagement with your brand, is not a good practice, never has been a good practice, and it certainly isn't a good practice uh, during a crisis like uh, COVID-19. Uh, this can permanently uh, tarnish the reputation of the sender to the point of triggering massive spam filtering, even blockages and the rejection of your future sendings, especially right now. This would be very damaging to your brand. Um, so number one, don't send everything to everybody. My yes. inbox has been full with messages from brands that I may have given my email to three or four years ago, and they're suddenly now emailing me, telling me that I care. <laughs> it's the first First, I've heard of them for a while. Not good practice. Yeah, I mean, look, that should, that should be an always-on approach. You should always be looking at your deliverability no matter what. And what's unfortunate is some brands don't think about that, and they are sending right now, and they don't know the long-term effects of their IP address, you know, reputation going down and, and, and subsequent spend. So uh, it's, it's also why I love our mantra of get more first-party data, get more zero-party data where you can understand affinity, and now you can segment those sends. If you know that, you know, they're male and female, everyone understands that. But if you, if you really know your primary drivers, your primary, you know, highest lifetime value uh, customers versus some that need to be nurtured still, think of all the different ways you could segment your audience and, and get these sends out there in staged units. It's really going to help you. Yeah. Number two, all right, of the, the five things you, you really want to avoid, um, starting a reactivation campaign now, you know, just like with a full subscriber list, mass mailings to inactive contacts genuinely drive hard bounces and recycle spam traps. Um, you know, say goodbye to the good reputation that you have spent time building over the years. You know, today more than any other time is not the time to start cleaning up uh, your contact bases. So as you say, segment, target, active contacts only, um, that's the way to go. Yes. Uh, number three, Launching a new cadence right now at this time is not necessarily a good idea. The notions of consistency is very important for deliverability. You know, if your sending habits are suddenly turned upside down, especially your volume of messages sent and the frequency of sending, your messages are highly likely to be filtered as spam. So this is already considered as a spammy behavior in normal times. So imagine when everyone's doing it at the same time. So don't launch a new uh, cadence. You know, that's, uh, I'll give you a great example, Richard. I just did a quick search while you were talking about that. I have 594 messages in my inbox since March 11th with the word COVID in it. 
So, and I was just glancing over some of them. And these are brands I have not heard for in a long time. And I'm seeing multiples from that brand. So point two, you know, uh, don't break your, don't break your cycle. And point three, a really come together right there. I mean, a lot of brands are, are breaking these taboos and it's going to hurt them in the long run. So give some serious thought to these, these five tips that we're sharing right now. They're, they're real. Yeah. Number, number four, I think is, is, is really interesting. You know, don't put the words coronavirus uh, and COVID-19 in the content of your I, I, I trumped you. I was, I was ahead of you, but <clears throat> absolutely do not. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's going to get you caught in spam traps right now. So, um, you know, just be very, very careful of what you're actually doing uh, in order to, uh, to make sure uh, that, uh, that your messages are, are, getting, are getting through. Um, and then the, 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 last, the, last, the last point I want to make isn't actually a point around, um, you know, what to avoid, right? It's really around something to consider. Um, you know, everyone is, is hammering uh, email messages out with COVID-19 and, you know, they're creating new great cadences and they're doing things which are, which are getting them in, in deliverability trouble. But there is an opportunity to use another um, channel, which I think has real pertinence today, and that is SMS. You know, we're in a crisis situation. SMS is a great vehicle to connect through. Um, the most of the markets where COVID-19 has really hit sort of critical mass have over 100% penetration of SMS. It's standard capability uh, in all the phones we have in our pockets. You're going to get huge deliverability with SMS compared to, to email. So very, very useful for getting critical messages out to your audience. We've already seen... Um, you know, a set of our customers using SMS for these very, very critical messages to get out to their audience, particularly in uh, different sectors like healthcare and government, et cetera. So I would encourage all marketers uh, during this crisis to really look at SMS. We are going to have a future podcast from Andy Gladwin, who is a uh, absolute veteran in the mobile industry, to really talk about um, how to use SMS tips and tricks uh, in, the, uh, in, in the coming uh, couple of weeks. So watch out for that. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, absolutely. And, and check our blog because there are specific SMS uh, content up there. In fact, Andy authored something that's up there right now that's really, really helpful. And I personally love SMS. Uh, in my previous life, when I was managing multiple clients, I've sent millions. And not only is right now a great time to, to have SMS and be using it, but it actually drives sales. You can literally go from ingest of an unknown customer, get them into your database. If they're providing an optional mobile number, you can use that mobile number to drive unbelievable sales. So really encourage you to uh, look at SMS. And again, the cheetahdigital.com slash blog, it's right at the top of our homepage. You can find tons of info in that blog. Um, and SMS is one of them. Great tips here today. Well, that's a, that's a wrap on the uh, how marketers react to COVID-19. Well, listen, I have some, uh, some self-serving plugs that I'm going to put. And if you're still with us at this end of it, we have a webinar that's coming March 31st. If you're watching this after March 31st, fear not. It is available online. It's a global study that we commissioned. It's the consumer point of view on all sorts of topics. Privacy. What are they willing to give you? What kind of data will they give up? And what's the value exchange they expect in return? Richard, you've been hitting value exchange for a long time. This study has some great insights. Also across messaging. When do they want to be messaged? How? Which channels? Etc. Loyalty. What do they expect in a loyalty? I'll give you one tip. Over 85% of Americans alone in this six country report breakdown, 
over 80% of Americans have more than one loyalty app on their phone or in their pocket. So if you don't have a loyalty program, you're going to want to see this report and understand what they're thinking about. Um, also, we talk on a, a bunch of other topics, uh, social, social data, privacy, how is privacy incidents affected thing. You and, and let's, yeah, and let's, 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 you know, let's make the point. I think, you know, this research, which is, has all been collected in the last, um, you know, two months whilst we've been in the shadow of the COVID-19 crisis. So this, you know, if you want to get your fingers on the pulse of how consumers want to be engaged with by brands, the channels that you should be using, you know, what's going to foster loyalty. You know, these are things that you need to know about as a marketer in order to make sure that your marketing strategy is, is in touch with the consumer during this, this period where attitudes are, are potentially changing. Great point. So go to our website. There's a, there's a ton of blogs. It's all over our website. You can register for the webinar. And like I said, if you're watching this after the 31st, we also have some pages there where you can actually uh, download the free uh, webinar video and the report in its entirety. So cool. Well, listen, thanks for uh, coming from the safety of your own home. I'm the only employee in the Denver office today. So I am in the studio, safe and sound. Everybody stay safe. Wash your hands. Richard, stay safe. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I will do. Okay. Thanks, people. We'll see you on the next Thinking Cap. By the way, you can find us on Apple iTunes. So go search Thinking Caps. You get all of our previous episodes.